So today we'd like to continue exploring the metta practice at this time and um, in our progress or movement through this practice we uh, we learn about offering metta to different categories of beings. I think Greg spoke about this on the first day of the metta practice. And we begin by offering metta to ourself and to um, an easy person, a a benefactor. And then move towards um, friends, dear, dear ones. And and then um, we move into the realm of people that we don't know at all, or know very well, what we call a neutral person. And then we'll move on to people that are challenging so that um, in the practice of the offering metta to specific beings, we are kind of picking representatives in a way uh, of people that are in kind of the range of categories of relationships that we have. We have relationships with ourselves. We have relationships with people who are dear to us. Relationships with people we admire and respect and love greatly. And uh, relationships with people we don't know very well. And then relationships with people who are difficult. And so in this expanding practice of uh, moving to offer metta to all beings, essentially what we're doing here is trying on or playing with offering uh, this, these wishes of kindness and goodwill to specific beings. Um, because sometimes it's easy when we offer metta to all beings to overlook the fact that you know, we can kind of delude ourselves. You know, We overlook the fact that we're in our minds kind of wishing metta to all beings except this person or except that person. And so the, the practice of offering metta to people that we don't know very well and people that we have difficulty with begins to break through some of the barriers around wishing people well. Some of the, the ways in which we may hold back from wishing people well. So this begins to highlight for us some of the ways that we may resist sending metta. So today we'd like to explore the neutral person And this is kind of a turning point in the metta practice, um, essentially in terms of exploring, offering the wishes of goodwill, because, um, well, for a couple of reasons. One is that um, the practice is moving towards offering well-wishing to all beings everywhere, and the vast majority of all beings are really unknown to us. And so they fall into this category of of what we might call a neutral being, you know, that we don't know much about them, so we don't really have an opinion one way or the other. You know, and when beings are in that category, when they're kind of neutral to us, there's there's almost a sense often of not caring too much. You know, it's like they're out of our realm, they're out of our um, line of sight, and you know, we don't think too much about offering them good wishes. And so this is highlighting this person, this kind of person that we don't know very well, and beginning to offer the wishes of goodwill. 
So that's one reason why it's kind of a turning point, because it's, it's moving us in the direction of really being able to connect with what it means to offer this heartfelt wish of well-being to somebody we don't know. And then um, the other part of it is that in that um, exploration, we see you know what we're doing is we're moving from beings that we actually have some connection with, where there may be already a sense of that movement of kindness and good wishing to beings that we don't know. And um, to begin to see that we can connect with a kind of a shared humanity. That when we bring up somebody in our mind that we don't know well, and I'll actually start, it might be a good idea for you now, to start thinking about perhaps somebody you could choose for this category. Um, A person that you can kind of create an image of perhaps or know who they are, a bank teller, a grocery store clerk, the postman, um, maybe one of the other people on retreat, although by this point in the retreat there may not be true neutrality between you. <laughs> you know, there may be already a sense of connection or, or a little bit of um, struggle. So, um, but, but just pick somebody that feels relatively neutral to you. And what, the way we um, connect, or one of the ways we try to connect, is by, I mean, we, can't, we don't really know what would make them happy. I don't know if Greg mentioned this the other day, but one of the ways to explore the metta practice with people we know is to, um, in the each phrase, you know, in each phrase, you're envisioning the, the person a little bit. And if you have a visual sense, you could call up that person in, you know, may you be happy. You could call up that person doing something they really love. You know, if you know that that person really loves cross-country skiing, you might envision that person doing something that they really are happy doing. Or, you know, um, in the, um, you know, may you be healthy. You know, you, you know some ways that that person works to make themselves healthy. You can call that image up in your mind, and it makes for an easier connection to that phrase. When we move to neutral people, we, we don't have any idea you know, what it is that would make them happy in the specific. But we do know some kind of general things that would make people happy, just from knowing ourselves, knowing just uh, a human being is happy when they're surrounded by people that care for them, that they're happy when they have nourishing food and um, can um, take care of themselves happily. So we, we move into a place where we're exploring the kind of shared humanity with people. So this is another really powerful aspect of this exploration of the neutral person. As we do this um, practice with the neutral person, there can be some difficulties that we run into. Um, Sometimes the difficulties are, uh, one of the kind of difficulties that people often run into is just the sense of not having a connection with that being. You know, that think of your postman and, or postal person and, you know, it's like we kind of lose interest in a way 
because there's not that connection. So sometimes there can be a little bit of a struggle that way. We get a little bored or we get a little bit um, lost because we can't really connect to the feeling so well. On the other hand, sometimes it can actually be easier for people to work with the neutral person. For myself, I found that in working with a, a dear friend or you know some people that I know, um, the way my mind works, some of you may have noticed something like this, is that I'd be saying, well, may you be happy, and then immediately the mind would pick up and remember, but then you did this and this and this. You know, you did these things, and that wasn't so nice. And you know, So my mind would kind of pick up on almost the opposite. I talked about that metta magnet. You know, it was picking up on the opposite of metta with people that I knew well because of the, the, intima- the, the intimacy of the relationship. You know, no intimate relationship is all, you know, perfectly wonderful. So um, with the neutral person, you do have the advantage in a way of not having that complication. And so for me, actually, you know, it was, it was kind of a nice thing moving to the neutral person because I could just have the sense of, well, this is a human being that wants to be happy. You know, and I, I wish that for them, whoever they are, whatever they, whatever they like to do, you know, to, to wish it for them. Now another piece to just clarify is that in wishing for happiness for people, you know, when you wish, may you be happy, um, you know, we're not, you know, if, if, if somebody gets happiness out of being cruel, that is not a true kind of happiness. And so we're not wishing for them to be happy in a way that is unwholesome. So I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. So in the wishing of happiness for somebody, you're wishing for them to have the most beautiful kind of happiness, the most wholesome kinds of happiness and health and well-being. So the way this metta practice can unfold, um, we begin by cultivating this quality of an open heart, this heart that can wish well for ourselves and for beings that we're friendly with, kind of the places where it's hopefully easiest to have that sense of the open heart. And then there's an analogy or an image that's sometimes used in exploring how this metta practice works. And it's, um, they talk about there being kind of like um, if you envision a mountain stream where there are different pools, there's I, I think of a place on Hawaii, um, I think it's on Maui called the Seven Pools, where you know there's there there are these pools. It's a it's a waterfall, but there are these pools, and the water flows down from the top and it fills that first pool. And when that pool is full, it overflows and goes down into the next pool. And then that pool fills and it goes down and flows into the next pool. And so there's a kind of a refreshing of the um, the flow because it's always it's always welling up and then overflowing. And it's kind of a similar image for the metta that we um, connect with this quality of this open heart, this well-wishing. And then when we can resonate and connect with that, there's a, a kind of a natural way, you know, as the practice deepens, there's a natural way in which that well-wishing wants to flow over. 
one of the first times I really got the sense of this. I was in Burma and uh, practicing metta before every sitting, and it, at the beginning of every sitting, rather, for about 20 minutes at the beginning of every sitting. And um, at one point, there was a real sense of kind of metta and happiness in my own being. And, you know, there was just this immediate sense of, oh, yes, this is, this is such a lovely um, experience, this kind of happiness and, and well, well-being. Of course I want others to feel this. And so it, it very naturally moved outwards. I think sometimes we have a mistaken notion, at least I certainly had a mistaken notion about happiness uh, before I really was uh, connected to this kind of practice, that happiness was a zero-sum game. You know, it meant that if somebody else had some happiness, that I wouldn't have some access to happiness. Or if I had some, it meant somebody else didn't have it. But it doesn't work that way actually, this deeper kind of happiness. And perhaps the happiness of having material goods works that way because there's a limited amount of material goods in the world. But the happiness of the open heart grows and and can be unbounded. And the, uh, the more you connect with that possibility in your own heart, the more you wish it for others. And the more you see that quality in others, the more you feel it in yourself. So it really, uh, it grows. It, uh, it nourishes itself. It, I don't think it has a, a limit to its possibility. So in moving to the neutral person, the way we'll do the guided meditation today, um, I think we'll start with self for a few minutes. Um, and what I found as I actually did start to really connect with the metta practice and was able to do it for myself, it took a while. It took a while before I could do it to myself. And, uh, but when I could, when I started to be able to do it for myself, what I found was that very naturally, uh, as I began to connect with that feeling of well-wishing for myself, it, it wanted to move outwards. And so if I spent too much time doing the metta to myself, it began feeling a little bit um, st- stagnant because it wants, to, it wants to flow outwards. So we'll begin today by offering metta to ourselves for a few minutes and then we'll move to um, either your friend or benefactor, which, whichever feels most congenial to you, and then on to the neutral person. So we won't do everybody today um, because I want you to have some time to spend exploring the practice with the neutral person. And again, if you find that there's a difficulty at any point in this practice, I'll just remind you of the ways to, to work with that. You can start by just seeing if you can let the difficulty be and keep going with whatever Uh, with the metta for whoever you're offering the metta to. If it's too difficult, you can shift the person that you're offering the metta to, move to some place or someone that's easier. And if you find that the whole thing is too difficult, 
shift back to the mindfulness practice and, and do mindfulness on the difficulties that have come up. And if that uh, eventually allows the, that wave of struggle to pass through, then you can come back to the metta practice. So we'll start by finding yourself into a comfortable posture, allowing your body to relax and settle into the posture. bringing your attention into the area around your heart and just noticing what you feel there no right or wrong just whatever you're experiencing in that area I like to sometimes have the sense of breathing through the heart area, the heart center. As if each breath can soften and relax, release holding in the heart. calling to mind some qualities that you like about yourself. And if this is a difficult process for you, I'll offer you some qualities that we all share here. This interest and willingness to be meeting our experience, meeting our struggles, meeting our suffering, opening our heart to our own difficulties opening our heart to this practice of wisdom, of compassion. This is an amazing thing that we are engaged in here. And so that's something that you can appreciate about yourself. However, it makes the most sense for you to connect with yourself as a being. You could envision yourself doing something that makes you happy, or perhaps just connect with the feeling of yourself sitting here, with the bodily sense of being here. And in offering the wishes of kindness to yourself, there is both the sending and the receiving of that wish. So you could almost think of it as being in the sending, you're sending out this wave of metta, maybe a mist or a fog of metta that is just enveloping you. and that you're being drenched and soaked by this mist of metta.
may I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be safe. May I live with ease. And continuing for a few minutes to offer yourself these wishes of goodwill in whatever phrases work for you. And now calling either your easy being, your benefactor, or your friend, your dear friend to mind. Whoever seems most present for you. And 
taking a moment or two to just recognize and recall the good qualities, the things you appreciate about this being. And beginning to offer the wishes of goodwill, of kindness, of friendliness to this being. Saying the phrase, understanding the meaning of the phrase, connecting with the being, and with each phrase, refreshing or reconnecting with the area of the heart, just seeing what's happening.
Now bringing to mind a neutral person, someone that you don't know well. And it can be nice to offer a kind of a transition phrase with the neutral person. Just as I wish to be happy, so too may you be happy. And just as I wish to be healthy, so too may you be healthy. Just as I wish to live with ease, so too may you live with ease. Just as I wish to be safe, so too may you be safe. Continuing to offer these wishes of goodwill to your neutral person.
and for a few minutes for the ending of the sitting opening up to offer metta to all beings all beings everywhere and recalling I often find it helpful to recall in this part of the practice that each one of us is one of all beings and so we are receiving this wish as well as sending it May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be safe. May all beings live with ease. continuing for a couple of minutes to wish metta to all beings. We have a couple of minutes if there are any questions about the metta practice. Sticking with one neutral person is a problem. Sticking with the person, the neutral person? So were there others that kind of popped into your mind? That's fine. Uh, especially in this kind of a setting, um, um, was it was there kind of an energy of the wishes of kindness as these people popped into your mind? Uh huh. Um, but but was the sense of there being a connection to the meta there? That's that's fine. So you can you can let that happen. Just let that happen. Um, we usually 
there's there's um, kind of two sides to the metta practice. This practice that we're offering this week is a metta practice. One side is the cultivation of this quality of metta. That's primarily how we're offering it this week. The other side is that it is a concentration practice. And so you can use this practice of metta to allow the mind to get very, very concentrated, very, very still, very settled. And if you're using the metta as a concentration practice, we usually recommend pick one. You know, pick one person for each or one being for each of the categories. And then when we move to all beings, we kind of allow that kind of beings to pop into our mind. But for the concentration, we... um, we allow ourselves to settle and stabilize on one being because it supports the quietness of the mind. But right in this retreat, we're not trying to, to get you know, the concentration so much going with the metta practice. We're really focusing on, or we're, we're interested in allowing the metta to, to flourish. And so if that happened for you and it supported the metta, go for it. <laughs> And, and I would say that would be the way to practice with it in daily life, if it's a practice that resonates for you. You know, that um, one, sometimes one of the things I do is I'll, I'll just let my mind kind of pick up on somebody. You know, I, I don't do it in categories. It's just like I allow myself to remember this dear friend. And then by association, there's another one and another one and another one. And I just, it's kind of like they almost just like are knocking at the door. Me too, me too. And, and I just let them come, you know, I just let them come. And, and, and there is that sense of the metta being a kind of a spontaneous uh, opening towards these beings that come knocking on the door. So I would encourage that. Can the neutral be a group of people? Um, when we move to all beings, we tend to do groups. You know, so like we might do all men, all women, or even, um, you know, something like all those who are in a state of suffering or all of those who are in prison, you know, things like that. Yeah, you, you, we, do, we do kind of move into that. But when we're doing um, the first part, we, we tend to, to try to move to the specific because we don't want to, I mean, even in a group, there can be a way that we're deluding ourselves that, oh, yes, I wish well to all this group, but if you actually pick that one person out of the group, there might be a sense of uh, some contraction. And so the, the, uh, the practice is to look at the specific initially. So are you asking that, um, so you find yourself in this state of this well-wishing state yeah. and, and that it just is very natural for it to right. move outward. I would not worry about, you know, I wouldn't, if it feels like that sense of, like I described for myself earlier, it's like, oh, of course I want other people to feel this way. I mean, it's like, why, why wouldn't I want everybody in the world to have this sense of happiness and well-being? 
You know, if if everybody in the world had the sense of happiness and well-being, what a different world it would be. Um, and so there's, you know, kind of that, that natural movement out. Um, just keep going, but but I would encourage you to be specific with the beings you're sending it to, and you know, um, I wouldn't worry about trying to find the places that, you know, to bring up the the conflict, because um, the met the yeah <laughs> the meta is um, there in spite of the conflict or in in. Uh, the, 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 that conflict can be there and the metta can be there. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So we should move on to the walking practice. So enjoy your walk. <laughs>